Thanks for listening to the Tribe Church Podcast. In this episode, you'll hear from some members of our community in what we call Tribe Stories. They're interviews with followers of Jesus here in our church, living in our context, and working to apply the teachings of Jesus to their lives. They serve as living illustrations of discipleship today, and we hope that they encourage you in your journey as well. Enjoy. Good morning, everyone. I'm Deb, if we haven't met yet. I'm Christian's wife. He's an awesome husband and a great dad, if I may say. And uh, this is a part in our service where we get to hear stories about what God has been doing in people's lives, sometimes about their testimonies, what got them here, sometimes how the sermon series has impacted them or um, what it is they're excited about from this series. And I'm grateful that today, Kelsey Kemp is here to share with us. She's been super excited about this. Um, Pretty much foaming out the mouth this whole time to get to this (laughs) point. (laughs) Wanted to have her share for a couple of weeks, so I'm really glad that it worked out, that you can be with us. And maybe if you could start with just letting people know a little bit about the background here your, the pursuit of your calling, uh, what led to that, and, and what got you so excited about this? Yeah, series? why do I care so much? <laughs> I was genuinely desperate in prayer for a sermon like this um, for a lot of my life, because I grew up um, under a teaching that if we did talk about careers, it was really like the way to be a good Christian at work is like, make sure you never quit and you're faithful forever until you die. <laughs> and maybe you share the gospel once at the water cooler because someone's like, Jimmy, why are you, why do you work so hard? Do you know Jesus or something? Can you tell me about him? And uh, it left out a lot of the richness of there being such a ministry in the actual work of your hands and the work of your mind, like Christian was talking about. God loves to call us to these things and so I not being quite sure which is understandable of what to do with your career in college I really just went for my uh, value to just do what I thought was impressive out of a big need to just impress my parents peers professors and whatnot and so at the time um the thing to do in business school was to go into technology consulting so I convinced a company to give me a job in that, even though I was a supply chain management major, which no one knew what that was until now that everyone's like, where's my Amazon package? And now I'm like, that's what I majored in. So <laughs> um, so I had two years in that and pretty quickly found out that what I could do, you know, what I could build a skill in is not the same as what I meant to do. I felt like I was always burning on all cylinders just to make high high marks and do a great job, but I had no sense of flow. I was going against all the pieces of my innate design and led to this point of just being desperate. In looking for my next career step, the logical route led me to pretty much the same thing I was already doing. Uh, Just maybe sucks a little bit less with less travel and less hours and all of that or the uh, egoic route. Actually, we talked about a season in my life where I really thought I was pursuing a new sense of calling, and it was to move to London. And I was going to pretty much just have the same job, but have a special life in counsel in my life, and prayer, and mentors, and a great um, counselor helped me realize that really what 
my mind was coming up with was just an escape route to shortcut to another junk value, which is having other people think my life was special because I did something different. But there was no sense of contribution in that, no sense of real meaning or calling for the kingdom of God. And so once I kind of just exhausted myself running up against the wall, I finally prayed that anything prayer (laughs) where you're like, God, please use my life for something. I had held out on that prayer for so long, maybe some of y'all could relate to this, out of a fear that if I pray anything and surrender, God's gonna play the opposite game with me and make me do everything that I hate. (laughs) It's so true. I love your humility in that and how um, you recognized what you had shared with me is that it, it seemed like it, it was a false calling almost yeah. like you were doing all the right things and from the outside it looks good it sounds good it's exciting going to london mm-hmm. but wow to have the faithfulness in prayer to surrender keyword there to surrender that and say okay god if there's something more <laughs> that you have planned for me something else something different reveal it to me so then how did you yeah how did you receive it how did you hear Mm -hmm. God's voice what did that sound like to you was it the flash of lightning on the road how and then how did you check that your GPS to know that that was God's voice yes the three-point system which is so brilliant (laughs) Uh, so I I kind of talked to you through the logical route led to pretty much the same thing I was doing and I knew that's not what I was called to do. The ego route led to the false calling. Then the spiritual route, I was like, do I just pray a lot? I've been doing that for years. And I still don't feel like that came up with like the job title and offer in writing, you know, what is it? Uh, And so I started to really take seriously and I have learned since a lot of others struggle with this as well as understanding what is up to God in the discernment of your calling and what's up to me in really practical action. I have to be the one behind the keyboard or on the phone for another informational interview and learning about new job options that were outside of my current field of awareness. And so I did months and months of research and God worked through people in uh, showing me that Actually, as I prayed that anything prayer, and I'll get to the big moment of calling that we talked about, uh, where I never really thought I was entitled to this, but I kind of did have that lightning on the road moment, but after a lot of research. So um, I God started opening up my heart again to the initial dreams I had as a kid, which was always to be start a business. I wanted to, I said, I wanted to be an inventor. That's how I described it as a kid. And that question or that statement that my mom always brought to mind or it came to mind again and she said well Kelsey you know the mother of invention is necessity or necessity is the mother of invention so it had me ask that question what is the greatest need that someone could fill in my life right now came pretty quick to help me figure out what to do with my life and so I thought okay God, are you calling me to be client zero and then to help other people with this? And then I learned career coaching was actually a real job. And so that's when enter the scene where I'm like, but God, I can't do that. I was 24 at the time. Who is gonna listen to me? Um, And in all that doubt, God brought me to a moment that I never expected. I was alone, uh, I was traveling for work. 
every week to Chicago and I was in my hotel room. I'm pretty sure it was Valentine's Day and my mom figured out a way to send a care package up to my hotel room. And I was like, this is so cute, but also pretty sad. And, 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 um, and God, I was just going about my business and God hit me with, like, I, I don't think I'd ever would say I heard from him before, but it was the loudest, most profound thought I've ever had. It felt like it, it hit me, but then also was coming like out of the depths of my soul. And it immediately said, go deploy my soldiers to the stations in society that they were meant to serve in. And that sounds so weird, but <laughs> I, that was God validating everything that I had already been researching and it confirmed it and I knew exactly what that meant. It was specific to me. He had always spoken to my family in that militaristic kind of language and I knew, I knew. So the next step was not quitting my job, which hopefully that gives you some peace. If you think if I pray the anything prayer, God's gonna be like, burn all your ships. Uh, the first, <laughs> maybe, but <laughs> the first step was really just signing up for a training course to help me get into this field. And then I followed that step and then God called me to quit. And then here we are four years later. And God, um, to give you a sense of what this has come into now, um, it's fully fledged. Uh, my career coaching practice, The Called Career, is specialized in helping Christians discern what they feel called to do and then practically land a job that aligns with it. And I work with high performers that are being underutilized uh, and are now going and solving really meaningful problems. And I've helped over, I've been a part of over 100 career transformation stories. I couldn't believe it, this quirky gal <laughs> has been mentioned in Forbes. I, my podcast has over 18,000 downloads um, and he's kept, kept me in it through every moment that this should have been impossible. Okay, so you already shared some of the fabulous stuff that um, I, I would love to just lift you up a little bit more. Like your clients are, you mentioned when you started, you were 24, mm -hmm. and that was four years ago. Yeah. So we can add. Um, but you have clients that are twice your age, oh, yeah. and then some that yeah. are sometimes at the second, third round sixth. in their life, sixth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they've had multiple careers mm -hmm. and um, God has worked through you to speak to them, which yes. I think is pretty amazing. And uh, feel free to ask her more about this later, um, I'm, if I may say, as a mom. I'm very proud of you, Thanks. I really am. Um, I'm, I'm impressed with your humility and uh, how you've been able to roll with it and laugh at what were clearly some pain points. Mm -hmm. Like Christian said, you know, you got to the flourishing part. And Don't you, worry, people literally did tell me to my pain. face that I was stupid. So. But, <laughs> but can you share a little bit, just I want to get into some practicals about um, when you heard that voice of God, how did you know? Like you mentioned how he had he has spoken to your family, different family members in the past. And um, something that we didn't really tap into is that you were raised very religious, but for a while there you weren't quite aligned. Mm -hmm. And then when you got aligned with what, um, to me it's similar to how Saul was with Paul, you know, clearly he was very religious, but when he got aligned with what God was calling him to do, mm -hmm. then you really started to flourish. How did yeah. you know that's God? And um, 
how did you bounce that off the people around you, scriptures, yeah. things like that. Advice for yeah. people who maybe are trying to hear God's voice. This is a prayer that I have frequently to hear God's voice above all the others, especially my own. So how did you, how did you discern that? And um, what did that process look like with the people in your life? I think God, just in his immense graciousness, leading me through the remarkably humbling example of, y'all know, I like to just share what I'm excited about. And I told a lot of people, oh, guys, I had this vision. The Lord is opening doors out the wazoo. I'm moving to London. I have my ride or die date. I'm going March 1st. It's like, I and to have to dismantle the probably like 150 people that I told that. <laughs> um, uh, it, it was really humbling and I had to already deconstruct that experience a lot to see, oh, that was a, f a fantasy. That I made up a lot of confident statements about hearing God's voice. So by the time I really heard his voice, yeah, again, it's really just by his grace. I don't know if I could uh, construct this into like logical bullet points, but I can't tell you what it felt like to receive those words from him. And I've never forgot them. Also, that's the only journal that I've ever lost that day that I like immediately, God gave me that statement. And then I, this hasn't happened since or ever before, but I went into this um, feeling like I was speaking with God genuinely, like in a real conversation, and I, he told me that statement, and then I wrote out my doubts, and then he would bring to mind like an actual scripture that I started reading out, or writing out, uh, countering that, and then I said another fear, another doubt, I'm too young, no one will listen. Um, and he kept on getting to the end, where he said, you have been, trying to construct your own life this whole time, would you please trust me? It's time to trust me. And to this day, you know, with all of that doubt and um, all the reasons why I shouldn't be the person in this position, the reason that people say, you know, these seasoned uh, leaders, executives, multi-time founders have, um, uh, contracted me as their career coach, they say, you, God is following, a, or you were following a calling in your life, and I wanted to be a part of God giving that to me, too. And so it, it's not because they're like, wow, you just have so much experience. <laughs> yeah. So I know that one of the things we had talked about was um, your active journal journaling, and I love that you did that. I think that's such a great practical for um, whether it's writing out your prayers or writing out scriptures and then your fears, your questions, your doubts, um, your pain, uh, any of those, um, it's like that dialogue ongoing. And, but then you went the extra step and you talked to other people about it. And that's something that we had talked about is having the humility to get advice, yes. especially after you've already told everyone what you're gonna do and then told them what you're not gonna do and then what God said yes. and what you've written. Um, any, anything you'd like to share either yeah, on definitely. that or perhaps you can go from that right into practicals. If mm -hmm. people are searching, I love that you said don't just up and quit your job, yeah. um, but I, I didn't practical <laughs> steps yeah. for someone seeking their calling. First on the getting counsel, as you can imagine, 
I didn't make this leap because 100% of the older, wiser people I spoke with were like, yeah, Kelsey, you should definitely do that. Um, no, actually, a lot of the people I spoke with were uh, honestly operating under a tremendous amount of limiting beliefs that were contradicting what I believe God was guiding me to. The difference was not um, soliciting general counsel from just anybody, although I did for a while, it was actually talking with people who had this mystical job that I was just starting to learn about called a career coach or an executive leadership coach. And I talked to people in that profession, and this is, write this down, uh, is, if I can say so, uh, is asking them, what does someone have to be like doing, be great at, and have a tolerance for to find this a sustainable fit and a career for them. And when they told me and then they learned more about me, I got this unanimous advice of, I think you'd be remarkable at this. And it was the people who were actually in that job. It wasn't just, you know, the others who were in a career path like me, they were honestly like, no, stay in tech consulting, stay for 10 more years until you get more hair and then all of a sudden have more skills to be someone's career coach. I'm like, no, I'm learning how to like implement Oracle databases. Like this isn't gonna help, so. Mm -hmm. So any final practical words here for someone who might be in that? I, I know one of the things that you had mentioned getting um, advice from people already in that field. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to discerning the voice of God, I'll just recap what Christian had mm -hmm. said, getting, um, looking at the fruit of someone's life yeah. and asking them how they got there. Questions that I would ask are, um, what do you think? Mm -hmm. And what would you do if you were me? Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. So, and then looking for someone in that career, and then we had mentioned even yeah. like Google searching and things exactly. like that. And there are other ways of finding jobs that might be counterintuitive. Yeah, actually, um, one of the biggest things that some of my clients have struggled with in translating all the really awesome advice that Christian gave, which literally you could follow <clears throat> every single one of those five steps, and it will, I have no doubt, lead you to some extremely helpful and specific vision of calling, but it's that last step of what's the company that is going to pay me to do that? <laughs> that is, trips people up a little bit. And what is that job title called? Maybe it's outside of your current sphere of awareness of what job options are available to you, which some of my clients and I laugh. We're like, I think a lot of us are operating under like a kid-like assumption of like, I could be a doctor and a lawyer and accountant. And there's actually like, <laughs> I met like a, a um, what was it? theme park engineer, what, that's a thing, or a designer. So one of the ways to expand your awareness to find in a practical set of job options and opportunities that match that uh, sense of calling is, and this is humbling and a lot of people don't like to do this, but when you get on the phone for an informational interview, to hear about someone's career, ask them, well, hopefully they're in a career that sounds at least vaguely interesting to you, but tell them, here's specifically what I'm looking for. Be bold in your ask. What I see is the people that are the clearest in what they want, and it's okay to be humble and like, I don't know exactly what companies would pay me to do that, but be clear in what you're looking for. Describe to them everything you know about your sense of calling, and then ask them, what are some career options that you think match that? Is there someone else you think I should connect with? 
what companies do you think would be a good match? And then lead that, uh, the trail will lead you to the right place. <clears throat> because often most of us just don't know how to take the sense of calling and type something very specific into Google and it comes up with a perfect job option. So that's the connect the dots. And the quote that I love the most for this is, um, there's this ancient practice in uh, Africa of lion tracking, of um, following a lion's track for days and days and miles until in this vast wilderness you find the animal that you're looking for. And they've honed this, these tribesmen over thousands of years. And they have this saying, I don't know where I'm going, but I know exactly how to get there. You don't know where the lion is. You cannot know where you will be in 20 years in your career, but you know exactly how to get there. God will make one step at a time yeah. apparent to you. And that's my story. Excellent. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you, that you uh, shared with us today all that God's been revealing to you. Thank you for your surrender, for your humility, for sharing um, all the practicals God's taught you, and just for your example of faithfulness and prayer. Thank you.